Hello, you're listening to a Talking Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo! And today's episode is... I didn't even think of a name for it. What makes the perfect anime? I guess that's the best. That's the that's a good title. That's a clickbait title. What makes your what makes your game what makes your anime your favorite anime trash and my favorite anime perfect? I don't know. One of those will get a click. Well, it doesn't matter. My my anime is always better than everybody else's. Mm-hmm. 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 Because I have Anyways. I have superior taste. Uh-huh. We you all got, know you have this. to say it with it. You have to say that with your voice up in your nose. You know that. But anyways, we're from OntakiSpear.com. That's where you can go for all of our links, social media links, ways to get a hold of us, Discord and all that good stuff. And of course, uh, YouTube.com slash Spirit, which we just hit 15,000. I think it shot up like to 15,100. So it just, it just, it's going. Every time I go to celebrate, it's like it's already over the next one. So that's a good thing. So I can retire now? If I can't keep up with it, it's a good thing. No, you can't. Damn. And it's not like it's going to make money itself. <laughs> yeah, once you once you hit a million subs, it just just money just flows in, <laughs> and you don't do it. It just makes its own money. Um, anyways, yeah, not quite there yet, Chris. Sorry. Dang it! You're not gonna leave your dogs, anyways. Well, at least I can like go like, to halftime. Like, like, yeah, no, no. Like you're not gonna be able to, you're not gonna be able to pull that off either. You gotta be there all the time. <laughs> anyways, yes. Uh, where was I going with this? How are you doing, Chris? How is how's things? It's all right. Good, good. You, you, I, I had to inform Chris all the controversies around Bleach this week. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> That's always good. <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, going to the subject, it's a, it, this is technically kind of spurred from one of our Discord uh, submitted questions. Of course, go to, again, TalkySpirit.com, Discord link there. Um, I think it's Discord.TalkySpirit.com. Uh, but yeah, there you can submit questions. Uh, Rambling Bear said, is there a series that you can say fully encapsulates everything you love about anime and is perfectly in line with all of your artistic and narrative tastes, and vice versa, but we can probably get that later. But no, this is kind of one of those ones where it's a question that somebody presents, which, yeah, the simple answer can be, okay, I'll just throw my one of my favorite anime of all time out of them, and I'll say, that's it. But I think the bigger question, really, that kind of comes from this, and I started thinking about it, thinking about putting together an outline, and I'm like, you know what? I think this would be better kind of a topic to really get into with an entire podcast and really try to figure that out. Um, as I told Chris, the, the, the struggle that I was having with this whole question is, I think I've had a few people on the Discord here and there, social media, that have asked me in the past saying, what's the perfect enemy? Like, what what do you, we, we've, we've actually gone into deep discussion about narrative and we've gone into storytelling and what makes what we like with storytelling. We've got, I think we've had a podcast talk about art, um, art style and stuff like yeah. that. But I think the bigger question is, what in all those together makes the perfect enemy? Like, what do we look for in an anime that makes it perfect? And yeah, the, the simple answer is probably going to be is, we don't really know. I mean, it's just, it's just whatever works. But I think the more fun discussion is, what, what typically do we lean towards, which I think is a more interesting question. I guess we can start with art style, which I, I, I mentioned to Chris before. I'm like, honestly, when I'm looking at my 10, because I put up my 10, uh, 10 out of 10 list, and I'm like, I'm looking through it and going, okay, what's the, what's the commonality? What's the commonality between all of these that makes it the what if I took the sum of all of them, I can find that thing that makes them all great. And then I can always say this is what makes it. Art style is never it, which is funny. I mean, is it is there has there ever been a case where you're like art style, art style alone? This is incredible. I think it always enhances it, but it's never it's well, never the driving thing for me. Like, I, and I, we do have people on Discord. I think Wormy is kind of a case of that. There are people in our Discord and our community that, like, do present that as an idea. Like, 
I like things that look really pretty or I like things that are presented really well. Well, but okay. But I don't think I've ever had a show where I'm like, that was just so beautiful. I don't care the story sucks. I don't care that the characters suck. I don't care about anything else. Well, <laughs> I What I was going to say is like Samurai Bride. Um, I thought it was a decent show. And, I mean, but when it comes down to it, it's pretty much garbage as far as story and all that. But I love the artwork. I absolutely love the artwork, but um, now was same like wi- Wizard Barristers and um, and Kohak, uh, Koku, whatever. Kohaku? Yeah, um, I absolutely love the artwork on that. That's my favorite artist. They're easily. I mean, that's Kite. Um, I never get his name when I want to say it. It's Yasu something. Um, but are those shows? 10 out of 10, like favorites. Not really. Like it encapsulates everything you love about anime. Not really. See, that's my whole point. That, like, that was my, that's it what I was getting. It. I was trying to go into. Uh, I mean, to comp- your point there, um, was it Copcraft? They had. Uh, there you go. That's. Um, Ranger artwork mm-hmm. in that. And I'm like, no, it, that wasn't enough for me. I loved her design. I thought the guy looked cool, but it was like that alone didn't work. And in Cran, yes, they didn't carry the art style <laughs> they literally right. couldn't pull off it no but i don't think anybody really can carry his art style his art style is just very difficult to work with it's too detailed um and i think that's the same problem with his is i don't think that they really do well with it i mean even kokoku they couldn't carry that show um what was the other one i guess kite yes they technically that was an incredible looking show but yeah i i, I guess the opposite effect is with art style for me because I have a lot of shows that I think are not perfect, but they're really great shows that look like crap. I mean, the the greatest example is the the guy that did the um, Kimono Friends. Kimono Friends was great. Yeah. It looked like crap. And then they went off and did that other show. Um, I forget the name of that one that was on Amazon. That one looked like, well, I mean, it looked better. Kimurikusa? Kimurikusa, yeah. That didn't look good. So I, I, I don't know if any of my 10 out of 10s or 9 out of 9, 9 10s are like bad looking shows. I mean, sort of make an argument with something like uh, Suba, uh, but they, they ended up making, even though it started rough, they end up making that kind of sloppiness part of the comedy. So it ended up saving itself. Art can carry it to a certain degree. It's not, it's not, it's just not the end all be all. It, it, you got, we, we want to watch something beautiful um, because that's the entire point. It's a visual medium. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it does, it can't carry the entire thing. It's just, it, it's, it's, it's not like music. Possible. Music yeah. is like, if I have a show, like we had that horse racing show and it's like, it had Sawano Hiroyuki and I'm like, it's not carrying it. Like <laughs> I love Sawano, but I'm not going to watch a horse racing show with a bunch <laughs> of pretty boys. Um, and all this melodrama, but I've had times where when I watch a show like, you know, 86 or Gundam and it has Sawano in the background and it's like, holy crap. Now things just got more intense. Same with the animation and the style. It's it's an added, added thing. And I, putting aside the animation, yeah, I think style is another aspect of it that I think style, if anything, probably does push me a bit more because there's times where I do have some shows I don't like the style of it and this it kind of ruins it for me. But there's times where just having a great art style itself can enhance it. Especially Slice of Life. If I can have a show that has character designs that I really do gravitate towards, I think it does help. But again, it never comes down to this is the sum of what it is. Like we always say, Kyoto, Anim- Kyoto Animation. 
their their style that they have developed in their team is probably one of my favorite. Like they have a great roundness, the sh- the shadows effects and shading on the characters. Yeah, the thighs, they like the thighs, <laughs> the ankles. They they have this attention to detail to really And a beauty make mark on one for, character yeah, somewhere. <laughs> pulling guns out from under skirts. No, I'm joking. Um they always have just kind of a great form to their characters that I've always loved. I've always been gravitated towards. If I ever see like we even had that one case where that Sony VTuber project was coming out. I think it was Sony. And I was like, this looks like QAnnie. Like immediately my mind just went, QAnnie. And I f- kind of find out, I think it was like some artist or something from QAnnie who did it. And I'm like, there, that's the answer right there. It's not Kyoto Animation. It's just somebody fell out of there, fell out the door and walked over and was pulled into Sony's company and said, draw something for me. <laughs> Make cute girls. Um, yeah, the, the, I am gravitated to certain styles. Um at the same time, I do acknowledge that sometimes there is very generic styles. And you can claim that Kyoto Animation has gotten to a point where they get a little bit generic. But it's still good, so I don't mind it. It just seems like over periods of time, they've advanced it a little bit here and there to where it does... It's improving. And plus you have cases of things like Silent Voice where it's like they they sort of were in that. Some of the characters very look like, very much look like Kyoto Animation characters, but some of them did not. Right. They did it kind of did they did it's, they matched it closer to the manga than they typically do. Yeah, the 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 thing with Kyoani is I think that it's more the flip side where certain stories just fit in the Kyoani style. Not so much that Kyoani fits pretty much anything. It does that make sense? Well, they'll they'll form to it. I mean like with uh Miss Kobayashi Dragon Maid, that was they uh, they met in the middle. <laughs> we'll yeah, I think Kyoto so. Animation met in the middle with Miss Kobayashi. Because if you ever look at the manga, it's way different than the yeah. anime. They they met somewhere in the middle. Like they weren't going to go full on capturing that art style, which worked out because I think they have very unique style to it mm-hmm. that you don't really see anywhere else. While at the same time, again having that little bit well, of flavor. Well, the there. um, the one where they were the the goofy kids with the different powers. Yeah, that one. Um. <laughs> Myriad Color Phantom World? Yes. That one was very... I mean, I, I like it when KyoAni kind of pushes their boundaries. And that was one of those where they kind of just... Kind of tried to make things more um, moe than it is than what they usually do. They they do moe. Don't don't get me wrong. They are the definition <laughs> of moe. <laughs> but, yeah, Kyoan um, is literally... Every second <laughs> is an injection of sugar. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it, it was something that was kind of more broadening their horizons. Uh, Kobayashi's Dragon Maid is broadening their horizons. I love it when they do that stuff. But I think that like, okay, so slice of life and stuff like that for me, things aren't that things that are not fantastical. Um, yeah, I, I, I typically would gravitate to something like Kyoani, um, a very kind of, yeah, in some cases, Moe, not super Moe style to it just to make the characters look attractive and appealing while you're going through, yes, mundane life of somebody with these pinnacle points in their lives that are dramatic, that does catch your interest. When it gets to everything else, that's where I do like it to be a little creative. Like with something like fantasy and stuff like that, I'd like something like Made in Abyss, where it gets a little weird. Hakume Tomikochi, it just gets a little weird. It's, It's not quite your standard look. It's trying to be more artistic with it, do more creative stuff with it. But I, I think when it comes down to it for me, 
yes, I like to have that structure in my slice of life and stuff. Now, granted, I'm, I'm all for being surprised. Is that, that's the whole key point that we're probably going to hit several times throughout this. It sometimes comes down to just being surprised. With Slice of Life and stuff, yeah, I might have like a certain taste that I want to keep to. Wait, wait, but wait, wait, overall, wait, wait, wait. I think I'm more about the setting and the environments and stuff like that to kind of surprise me. Are you are you saying that in a nutshell, the perfect anime for Andrew is one where all everything is out the window? <laughs> well, I want some things in the window. <laughs> Otherwise, there's nothing to look at. But no, uh, I. I I think the nutshell visually is going to come down to probably for me is yes, structure for slice of life and stuff. I do have my, my taste in the style of the character designs and stuff like that, but I, I do like, I do like visual rep representations that does sort of is creative. Um, that's why I keep harping on the fact of like the guy that does show again, Roku and Kaguya, uh, Kaguya love is war and is doing, um, undead murder farce right now. He's just, he's, he's visually creative, even though sometimes those shots are just stills it's visually creative because it's constantly showing you something that's telling a story while you're getting a story. Um, Kaguya Summer Love is War is a perfect example. They're just doing joke skits, but the, the visuals are just, they're, they're just got their fingers in your eyeballs and going, look at us. And you're like, yeah, I'm looking. But I, I think in the end, I'm not, I'm not usually like a stickler for visual. And, and I was joking with Chris earlier today. I'm like, when I think about it, as much as we joke about on the podcast and stuff like that. And there's a lot of people in the community and stuff that has joked with me every now and then I I'm not actually that much of a stickler for visuals. Like as long as the story is good and the characters are good, which we're going to get into all the other details about an anime that makes it perfect. I think vision, and even though it is a visual medium, which is really sad for me to say, it's not the top of my priority. No. In most of the cases, it, it can get, high rating for me as long as it looks decent as long as it's not falling apart as long as it's as long as it's not garbage <laughs> i'm perfectly fine with it um like with um what was that what was that one show that fell apart at the very end the one that was by the snafu guy we talk about on every now and then um start with the q quality of code yeah quality of code that show looked bad but I still liked it. Like, it was I don't so know. It, nothing, nothing beats that uh, Bahamut show. Yeah. <laughs> or no, not the Bahamut show. But you show, didn't dude. like it. So no, you can't bring that up. <laughs> I've yeah, seen worse. That, I've true. seen worse. I'm this just taking true. examples of things I like still. <laughs> what, Gudu Gudu Fairies? What was that? Was that one? X-Arm? <laughs> X-Arm. <laughs> pull out the X-Arm card here? I can pull that X-Arm card out. Uh, uh, I have watched a lot of garbage looking shows but i've had a lot of cases where it still worked just because like we're talking about right now today we're talking about a vertical last boss this show's not the greatest looking show um i think it's got a good style to it but it's kind of being carried by the 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 characters and everything Eighty thousand gold wasn't the best looking show it was by far not the best looking show but it was carried by the everything else there we've always we talked about this with the narrative and and storytelling aspect is this like these pillars and you, it's almost like you just have have at least three pillars. You can have, you know, characters, world, mechanics, uh, music, animation, style. You just got to have at least like three of them, I think is what we mentioned at the time. And as long as you have those three, you can keep this platform level and we're not going to fall. But the moment you get down to like, yeah, all you have is, say, just animation and style, I'm going to be bored. 
Like, I need something to look at. Like, you're, I need something in that visual to get me interested. And, like, people have mentioned things like Redline, which I still haven't watched yet. I have it. Um, that is literally the case of just pure animation. And I'm curious to see if that's something that'll work for me. But for most cases, there's times where there's visual storytelling in it, but sometimes it just doesn't work. Like, I was mentioning with this recent um, Demon Slayer. Shoot, Demon Slayer Season 2. I got bored out of my mind. It was cool looking, but it wasn't enough. I needed something else. I needed a, a character moment. I needed the story to progress. I needed some conflict, something that would grab me besides, yeah, that was a really cool looking fight. But after a while, it's it's just light flashing in front of my eyeballs. I need something. I need to feel tension. I need to care about who's fighting and who's going to win. I need something to show me what I'm looking at has purpose, I guess, is the best way to put it. Visuals are great, but I need purpose to those visuals. I need something to connect to, something that, that, that draws me out there. There is the case to be made of whether or not, whether or not you can actually pull off, there, you can pull off a visual story without any, um, they, they do it every once in a while. The, 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 the cat, there, there's a video of the, uh, this same guy who did the, um, my roommate is a cat. Is that what the one that he did a, a short film with just the cat for, mm-hmm. for, a, uh, and, and there's, there's no dialogue. It's just the story of the cat and all that. And it, it actually, it, it works really well. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a very it's, simple story though. I mean, that's exactly. Like, like, it's what, not five it's, minutes short. Yeah. It's not, it's not in depth, but there, you have to be able to actually, even in that case, literally what I'm telling you is you still have a story. If you cannot pull off the actual story, then you can't really pull off telling the story without the... Yeah, if, if it's a visual storytelling. Right. Sure. I mean, well, but my, that's my whole point is I... It's not what, that I'm saying you have these characters fighting each other. That's not telling a story. The story would be the cat. I don't well, have to have it said. I, I, I'm actually agreeing with you. Yeah. I'm, I'm, what I'm trying to say is that you have to have the story... To pull off the visual aspect of the story, um, you, otherwise you could just have some acid trip uh, video going on on your screen or a, one of those screensavers. I mean, you're, you're getting the same effect. It just bl- blurs and all that stuff because there that there is some sakuga that is just pure uh, motion blurs. Yeah, um, I mean that I, was like recently with Jujutsu Kaisen. The recent episode was like I thought Trigger took over because like suddenly it's just like these. These long streaks of color that are just kind of flowing all over the place. And it's like, at some point, I'm like, I know a lot of people think this is great, but it just, it's not doing it for me because I'm not really getting a grasp. One, it's very jarring to the the art style that MAPPA typically goes for because MAPPA usually goes for a lot more detail and a lot more realistic look. It's almost like that blit, that that barrier between cartoon and reali- uh, realistic. They get right in the middle there where you can almost feel like they're in a real world, um, really trying to pull it out of the typical flatness of an anime. They are great at detail and detail in environments. And suddenly it's like, again, smeared colors flying across the screen. I'm like, I'm, I'm losing a grips on this being a reality. And I don't like that feeling because I know there's a lot of create there. That's a lot of effort. I know the effort that it takes for them to put together each one of those frames and make it feel like it's flowing. That is a lot of work they put into that. I'm not disrespecting it. But 
it doesn't work for me. I need something else there. And if I were to see that scene without any context, I'd just be like, well, okay, that was a fight that, a fight between a, a orange blur smear and apparently there's a guy over there. I think that's a person. Um, he's just kind of tumbling through <laughs> trees and stuff like that. Visuals are good. And spectacle's good. But without a core foundation of what is the driving force, what is the engine, the heart of what I'm seeing is the most important thing for me. So I think it comes down to, I just don't care. I don't, I, as much as I do enjoy it when it happens and the reverse effect is true. I really enjoy it when it happens. Well, um, it's not the most important thing to me. I think of anything for visual. And I said that earlier, anything that a visual that's most important for me is directing how the visuals are used. Then you take a story to the next level. That's when you get into realms of, like I said, Shogun Roku, where it's a person sitting on a pillow on a stage. What are you going to do with that? Are you just going <laughs> to, you're just going to pan the camera around every couple seconds? No, get in there, get in there on the character. See all those subtle movements they make when they kind of adjust their foot while they're doing their performance. Cause they literally sit on their feet, uh, uh, you know, kneel down and then they sit on their feet Show those little subtle details. Their foot moves. You know, they're they may have a bead of sweat, kind of showing that they're you know nervous or they're trying really hard or they're getting worked up. Um, showing those subtle movements of their hands, their gestures they're making, each turn they make. Every time the conversation of the Rakugo, which the Rakugo is a person performing multiple people as themselves on the stage, and they'll often turn to one side to depict that they are changing characters, and they'll look back to the other side. That's when they change characters again. Showing those subtle shifts. I don't know how you could make Rakugo so entertaining <laughs> and so engaging, but they pulled it off. And like I said, that's the same guy that did the same for Kaguya, did the same thing for, is doing the same thing for Undead Murder Farce. So I do see visuals as important, but they have to tell a story. And that's exactly what he does. He tells a story with his visuals. Rather than it just be visuals. Because that's like um, Flip Flappers. I wanted to love that show. They were super creative with that show. But there's a lot of episodes that just... It's just colors. Like at some point... There was a few episodes like the horror one in the school. And the whole Mad Max episode. I think those are super cool. But other than that, like most of the episodes were not that interesting. And that was a very visually inspired show. Oh well, uh, you you can go to stuff like Space Dandy and uh, mm -hmm. other shows like that. It's it, where they just go completely nuts on or on the visual. <laughs> it, yeah, Fudakuri or Fudakuri. Um, they, they just go completely and totally berserk on on the visuals, and it's like there's no real point to what's going on. It's it's just okay. It looks cool. I, grand. I I I'm I'm all for it. But no, I I, I was going to. Um, kind of to compound so that I, I'm assuming that we're going to wrap up the art side here soon. Eventually. I, 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 I agree in a lot of ways. It, it, I absolutely, I'm not as big on it. I, I, I really don't care. I just watch if it looks bad, I go, okay, it looks bad and move on because I, like I said before, this is an entertainment medium first. Um, they, they are notoriously 
well known that the anime industry has budgeting problems. Um, they try very hard to kind of hide it. Um, that's where a lot of their innovation comes from is in the fact that they try to do as much as they can with as little budget as possible. Katsu. Yeah. Um, Call me Katsu. They tried, I guess. <laughs> but let's just go film a guy on a tractor and slap the logo on the front of it to replace whatever logo the tractor had. And we'll just th- we'll throw a filter on it when it when it all comes down to it. Do I like the the beautiful visuals? Heck yeah, I do. That I it is an absolute treat when I get a, a show that is absolutely high candy. Um, I yeah, I I always point at Kyoani as usually the ones that I tend to go. More than likely, if I get a Kyoani show, I'm gonna love it. Um, it they just are good at having pretty shows. Um. But in a lot of cases, there's a lot of shows that just kind of come out of nowhere and you're like, yes, this one looks wonderful. But does it make it for a great show? No, not necessarily. It there, Yeah, it looks good, but not necessarily is it going to be a great show just because it looks good. All right. So let's see if Andrew is hypocritical. Let me look through my list and see if there's anything that is, I guess, not perfectly. But again, I, I will... I will emphasize, while it's not important to me when I think about it to have great visual, like amazing perfect visuals or amazing perfect style, um, they are things that can enhance a really good story. They are yeah. things that can make take something to a whole other level. Like I said with the music, music can take things to a whole other level. Silent Voice, yeah, technically is extremely beautiful. Arya was really gorgeous. Um, not always. There's there's a couple points where they're, they're not perfect. Bunny Drop, I think, is not the most visually amazing show. Um, Death Note, even, even though it does have a style to it, Bunny isn't Dro- always perfect. Bunny Drop was a, was a style, if anything. <sighs> yeah, I'd say half, I think it I'd looked good. Like, I don't think it's going for super stylish. No, it, it was going for its own it's thing. It's very soft. It's very it's soft. Very soft. Rakugo Shinju is all about directing, because I don't think that show is a high-action, super crazy animation show, um, but the director made it something what it was. From the New World wasn't always great, but it did have some really creative moments. Like, super, that first opening scene was super overly detailed with animation, but for the most part, that show is very, very subtle. It's very, that a lot one's of grounded. That one's grounded more in its story than it is its visuals. Yeah, um... Fullmetal Alchemist, Wolf Children, great looking shows. Gotchman Krauss is, is that's just massive style. It even yeah. has CGI in it, but it just it it still had a great story. So even that one having CGI in it that I wasn't hundred percent pleased with, um, was not a perfect visual show for me. Kiki's Liver Service obviously is Ghibli. Monogatari series, even Monogatari series. Let me let me be a little let me be a little controversial here. I love the artistic creativity of that show. I love the crazy random shots of text on the screen that you have to pause to figure out what it said because for Japanese, it's like subtle. It's like subliminal messages that they can quickly catch because they see the letters. They're like, oh, I know what that says. Bam, that says love. Okay, I know what it says. For us, we have to pause and maybe check the subtitles or something like that to see what it says. Putting that aside, like the creativity of that show, just the directing and just... All that stuff is amazing. I hate the CGI. Absolutely hate the CGI on that show. Absolutely horrible looking CGI. Shaft's always had horrible CGI in my opinion. So 
hot take. So not a perfect that, looking show. That show does some amazing work with Nisio Eisen's um, kind of what Nisio Eisen is, is very difficult to capture. And I believe that Shaft somehow pulled that off. From what I understand in the translators, they have said that this Nisio Eisen is very, very difficult to translate mostly because he plays a lot with words. And you can tell that in, in, in the strangest way is with the, the names of the Monogatari's in uh, like they, they have Kizu Monogatari, um, there's like 15 different ones. Each one has a different different way that he's wording it. Yeah, so that Bake, Kize, yeah. Hana, right. Yeah, there you go. Um, but he's he's playing with the 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 kanji and the the for each one of those words. And it's it's apparently he does that throughout the entire um the entire story. He, there's constant and that's that's one of the frustrating things about when I'm listening to it on the audiobook, you can you can tell that obviously that they're trying to play with the words, but they can't do that. You can't in an audio format play with the words, so you end up just hearing people repeating the same words over and over and over again. Um, w- but in all actuality, when you see Aradagi talking to somebody, he, you can see them going back and forth on a word, and you can obviously tell that they are playing with the words. Um, so yeah, it's 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 an interesting thing that that. Shaft really did pull off the making that into a visual medium, the complexity that is Nisio Eisen. Yeah. Visually. <laughs> mm-hmm. Talking visually. You guys are talking about letters and stuff. Like that. We're talking about visuals. Um, what else well, do I, I have that I can really that. point out? Summertime Render wasn't always perfect, but it, they did some really good job there as well. Babylon wasn't the most craziest animation show ever. So I think I've got a good record for not having just perfectly visually looking shows. I mean, Claymore even too was was not always, you know, going ham visually as well. So I I think I have I think I've successfully proven that I'm not a hip hypocrite or anything. <laughs> okay, so moving on from there, like so we we've beaten the dead horse on visuals. Um, I think we've come to agreement that it, it enhances it, but it's not what we're needing a hundred percent. We like it when it's there. We love it when it's there, but it's not needed. I think both me and Chris are pretty, I think Chris might be a smidge higher than me, but we're both pretty much on the same page that you can sell a show on characters. Like if you, a pillar of just characters, think it would, I mean, well, obviously you would still have to have some animation to it. You still have to have something else to go with it. We, again, going back that whole three pillar thing, I don't. I almost. I almost want to go back and say it, it's a two pillar thing, because I think if you if you had just characters and animation, I think it would work. Really good characters and animation. But I think we're both on the same page that uh, uh, characters can sometimes carry a show. Now I'm saying I'm a smidge under Chris because I've had times where I've enjoyed shows that don't really have characters, but it's all about world. Like Kato is well, a good example. Kato is all about world. The characters suck. But yeah. I still loved it. It, it. I've I've always leaned on that as you have to have. You always have to have characters. You have always, you ever had a case where you you're fine with a show when it doesn't have good characters? You're gonna have to dig for that one. <laughs> I threw a hard question at Chris. Have you ever enjoyed a show that doesn't have good characters? Like a show that's just pure story, pure world. 
I guess you could technically have the story involved. I would say people. I would say probably the um the angel feather one. What what was that one? Angel that we... feather. Where she she the the girl Tell woke up. Symphonia? No, she was. Yeah, I know. Right? I thought of the same <laughs> thing. Angel afterwards. feathers. I was trying to think of the one that she woke up in the angel egg and and. Ibana Renme. Uh, yes, because I I, the well, I think that show? I think she I think that I think the girl is cute, but it's when it comes world. down to it, it's, it's very, very much world. Um, yeah, I I that's probably about as far overall. I mean. Even like from the new world, I would probably say even that one as well. I don't think I was super. Yeah, I was not hot on the characters I, in that one. I want to say that I liked what they did with the characters, but it wasn't as if at any point in the show I was going, oh, my gosh, I love this. And character. I had a hard time. I want this character to succeed. I want this character to win. I hate this character because they're mean to this character. I was always like, I just want to see what happens to the characters. I would have the to... kids were the, the the village was a story. I would have to agree. I had a hard time getting through that one because the characters were not. I wasn't really hot on the characters. I uh, the Eden one. Um, I wasn't really hot on the characters on that one. Either. Eden of the East. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very Yato-ish character in that one. The the girl was kind of was kind of fine. Well, I mean that's the same. Ooh, that's a good another good example. There is Terra and Resonance. I I was in I was emotionally invested in like the main female character and. But like the two guys, I think I was I was mostly invested in the main character girl, the female character, because she was kind of caught up in something that was just out of her bounds. But I don't think I was ever like I liked her character like a lot. And the two boys, I didn't really care so much for either. I think it was the three of them was a single character for me. So they each got like a segment. They were, they were each a third of a character that I was interested in in for this whole story. So in the end, yes, when there's a conflict and the girl's in trouble and the music ramps up, and that's a lot to do with how they presented that whole scene, I did get emotional. Uh, when it got emo when it got to this like very emotional part, it worked. It clicked for me. Despite the fact that I was not like the oh my god, it's just female characters, like I gotta put her on my top favorite characters on Mal or something. Um so there yeah, there's a lot of times where I don't really necessarily think characters is Required, but I'm actually surprised you can actually think of some examples where characters aren't <laughs> what make a show for you. Because I think the last it's, time we talked about this, that's I've always kind of seen you as being somebody that if it doesn't have characters, I don't I don't connect with it. It doesn't work for me. It or is it is difficult. Change? It is difficult for me to. Um, it, I mean, I have to really. Um, I think the perfect example of characters dragging me through, and and I mean literally dragging me through a show that I have a really hard time with is, um, Rag. huh? <laughs> You're not getting dragged for that one. Rent a girlfriend. Oh uh, yeah. I, 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 that's literally dragging me with <laughs> like is, two characters. That would have been a, a, a painful, but it, it, I, I, I don't know. I kind of think I would rather deal with uh rent a girlfriend rather than, um, the abyss. The abyss drives me nuts. It, it is the definition of torturing me episode to episode to episode but i do love the brilliance of the world building in that that show i guess you're talking about made in abyss made in the abyss yeah abyss um i think there's another show called abyss so that's why i was clarifying oh, okay sorry um but no the, somebody's gonna look up the abyss and they're like what is a show <laughs> please don't look up abyss it's probably something bad <laughs> um <laughs> No, they, they I I absolutely love the characters and every it seems like every season we're getting another character and and this last season I got 
Tama in the show, and it's just driving me nuts. Um, but yeah, it I absolutely love and despise that show. It's got brilliant world, um, brilliant characters, and just torture. So yeah, outside of that, it is really difficult all in all to find very many shows. I, I do acknowledge a good storyline when I see them. Um, I, I put it in what I was going uh, in, in similar fashion to what Andrews mentioned is the, the two pillars that I think is crucial for a good solid story. You either have to have characters or you have to have worlds. Uh, basically I look at world as a canvas. Um, the, the, it is its own character in a way the, the, the world has its own, um, rules that it, uh, that it has and, and you have to be very very selective about when you bend your rules you have to keep those rules um in in you have to be very um methodical methodical yeah it, you, you, because you can't yeah, while you can bend a rule you can't you shouldn't break the rules it, it's very very important and you can look at shows like uh Mishoko Tensei where he goes diving deep into the rules he's constantly talking about no, the rules the, the he's novel. experimenting the rules the, the, um, the show doesn't do much of that but the <laughs> novel does that's um, like every every not light novel into anime is there's really great great rules and mechanics in this story in the novel well and, and that, that goes into what i why why i love like uh labyrinth uh uh harem labyrinth i i absolutely love how much in the uh, the story that they get into a lot of those rules. That's why I was so super excited about getting to see this. And, they, and it was very, very surface level when they did it on the anime, but it it still did capture some of that when, when they were trying to. Um, world building is such a very crucial aspect, and, and that is in that where I would put it in that story. The, the funny thing about story and world building is story is kind of interchangeable in a lot of ways with the world building. It is. They are two separate a- animals. Don't get me wrong. The story is what the characters are doing. Um, so when it you have your characters, you have your story, and then you have your world. The wor- like I said, the world is kind of a character in its own way, um, mm-hmm. but the characters are... And how they interact with the world is usually your story. So, yes, I kind of when I say world and 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 story, I tend to interchange those a lot because your characters interacting with the world is literally the story. Um, but yeah, either way, yes, I I tend to I can have a million and a half absolutely adorable characters that i fall in love with and it doesn't matter if this story is garbage or not i'm i'm following it because it's cute story characters that i really love so yeah <laughs> yeah I, I think that does sort of break itself when it comes to things like comedies i think comedies kind of shreds outside of the usual pillars you need because a comedy is it's the punchlines it, that's the that's the driving thing and that usually kind of just comes with characters that the characters themselves each have a good chemistry. They pull the punchlines off. No matter what's happening around them, it doesn't really matter. Um, except that you might want some good visuals to go along with it. You know, <clears throat> um, way the house husband <laughs> would like to have some good visuals. Uh, but no, I, it is funny because when you were talking about the whole aspect of the rules and stuff like that, I, I kind of agree with that whole idea. Like you have a world build and you have this concepts within it and the mechanics within the world, especially when it gets to fantasy and stuff like that. 
Well, there's like this, those one times where sometimes those, it feels like the rules are kind of being bent, but then some people will see them as breaking the rules and it doesn't, it doesn't feel logical well, to its previous episodes. Then you're like, but it worked out for me. And there's always like that, that everybody has their own like idea of when the rules themselves are broken or if they, if the, if the choice the writer made and how they shifted the rules made sense or not. Okay. Irregular magic eye. Okay. I, I fully admit I love that show because of, uh, ice princess, little, little sister. I fully admit that. It's so funny because that's the reason I don't like that show. <laughs> it's so funny. However, you just like those. You just I those despise. Really like it. You, just I, like the, you like the Syscon <laughs> stuff. I know. I despise Big Brother. I can't stand him. He is literally the definition. Huh? He's too perfect. He's too perfect. He is literally the definition of God OP level, um, just world bending, broke mechanics. There's there's nothing about that show that is literally not Big Brother fixed it in some way, stupid shape or form. Big Brother fixed it. Um, so it the I don't mind a world having rules and breaking them. I like I said, bending the rules. I I'm a little bit more uh more lenient on breaking the rules. Is is can be a good thing in some cases. Um, it's usually a matter of like Naruto for a lack of a better term. And I'm trying, I'm going to try to be a little bit careful on this because I, I, it is spoilerish that's deep in the show. Um, he's allowed to use an ability or he learns an ability, but at some point the, the story literally tells him don't use this power anymore. It will kill That's you. Literally every show. Yeah, I, I I know. I get it. <laughs> Don't but use it. The... Was it? Um, oh, uh, right now, classroom for heroes is doing that. Don't use more than was it fifteen percent of his strength? Yeah, or you'll die. Or he said he only do it one more time or something. I don't know. It's just stupid. <laughs> it's like every time I hear that, I roll my eyes. I'm like, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> And and the thing is, is you don't want to keep the 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 main character from using this really powerful ability. But at the same time, you do want to limit his ability to use that power. Um, Bleach is notorious. Or Bleach was notorious for it. Um, Dragon Ball did it quite a few times. The whole story is about Dragon Balls. For the first at least four or five sections, they kept using the Dragon Balls to bring people back from the dead. It's like everybody's um, crying, and it's like, <laughs> just use Dragon Ball. I think they even did that one time. They're like, well, it's all right. We'll just get the back Dragon Balls. Like, yeah, you're just going to revive them. And half the time, they're like, no, wait, I'm training on the other side. Don't revive me yet. And it's like, really? Like, so, we're that? We're gone that far? Like, we're, we're not even wanting to get revived now. We've, uh, the, the, the the reason why I even bring a lot of this up is rules are are okay to be bent or broken. The problem is is you have to at least have a payoff of some sort for it. You can't just I go say. and and that's why I say I don't like Big Brother God level tier whatever the heck he is. Um, I don't like the way they played him because of the fact that literally the entire thing is based around is he involved. Because if he's involved, it's obviously it's going to go with whatever he's doing. There's two cases where I don't like the the rule bending, because I'm I'm perfectly fine with that. I'm I'm fine with things being evolving or shifting or whether whatever. Keeping when the writer keeps things fresh, it, I think that's a good thing. 
Um, I think the only cases where I don't like where the rules and the setting itself is sort of bent in a certain way is to essentially cheaply get past a conflict. When you have this buildup of this conflict, there's A against B, and there's this buildup the conflict itself, and they're set within these rules, but then you get to that finish line, and then B goes, by the way, rules were bent. Because then it feels cheap, because it feels like everything, all that suspense and everything, and all what I felt was it was portraying to me, it feels like it's lying to me. It feels like I've spent this whole time believing what they told me, and then they, they lie to me because, oh, by the way, I didn't want to follow that. Rule. I, I, that's I, why I don't. You. That's that's typically why I don't like the Kikaku type. Story. I was getting ready to say I, 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 liar, I hear liar, you talking about the liar, liar, <laughs> the uh, no game, no life. In some cases, that aspect where I feel like, what was the point of all this other stuff? I, that's a good example of it. It's, it doesn't always have to be the comp- competition type stories. It, it happens with other stuff too. When you have like, say, any set guy, or you have some sort of conflict within a fantasy world, or, or even like a, I don't know, some random you know gang drama or something like that whenever you have whenever you have that moment where something just doesn't seem like it it fits reality of the world itself or it is a haha the writer is smarter than you because he wrote something he didn't tell you about and it's like that's not smart that's just you that's just you pulling something out your butt well okay I'm going to I'm going to throw throw kind of a curveball because I don't think it's really in line with what we're saying but at the same time it is kind of I mean it's not bending the rules per se but it's it's taking the rules and saying here you didn't think about it this way. Um and that would be Ajin. I think I can see that. I I do I do like that whenever it's just saying look at it from a different angle yeah. and it makes sense. And and that and that I think Ajin captured that. It's the Rubik's perfectly. cube when you you're like I'm seeing it from this side and I don't see a white block. But then they turn it and you go, well, that makes sense because there was no white blocks on this side. There's got to be obviously got to be white blocks on the other side. Yeah. And and, that and that's and that and I think that that I think is the best way to explain what I mean. With by Ajin's perfect because it's like, yes, he walks down this hallway and, you know, this guy, if he dies, he can come back. But then somebody shoots him with a dart, tranquilized dart. And you're like, well, he's done. He's going to fall asleep. But then he chops off his arm. And you're like, that makes sense. <laughs> exactly. if the blood couldn't get to him fast enough. And then, oh, by the way, he needs his arm back. Okay, poof, he's gone, and he's back, and his arm's back. It all makes sense to the logic and the rules of that world. It's just doing it in a clever way. That's just like the whole fried chicken scene with that with Ajin. I'm like, that's extremely messed up, but it makes sense. Put him through a... <laughs> spoilers. Put him through this woodcutter, fry him in chicken, and then have a guy deliver him his fried chicken, and he can pop back over there. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> It, and that, and that, and that's that's what I mean by not not necessarily bending the rules, but kind of, as long as you're staying within the rules, staying in the bounds, staying in the bounds. As as long as you're staying within the rules, and you rules. can even get to the edge, like just yeah. get one foot off the side, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll let it go. But you got to stay. You have to at least keep one foot in that barrier. Exactly, and and that's and that's one of the things that when when we're bringing up these these stories that we're talking about these kinds of things, like I said, it. It's not it's okay to push it just make sure that you stay within that that boundary yes. because otherwise it's it kind of makes it to where it's like Andrew was talking about all according to to Kekaku it, it it is true i mean we get really annoyed with those stories because there's no you might as well just say okay we won 
It was all according to Kakaku. I, it doesn't matter what the Kakaku was it, because it, we already won it before it ever, star ever started. Yeah, Liar Liar is a perfect example of that. I think that's like the best recent example of this idea of where I just, I don't get why you had a whole episode explain this game when you're not going to do the roles. Yeah. Like it feels like this. Now there's some character moments in there. I'm not going to, I'm not going to oversee, I'm not going to ignore what Liar Liar is doing for the most part. There's still character moments within that explanation, but it's like, but the explanation's still stupid. I don't need the explanation when you're not going to do it. Um, it's frustrating, but no, I, I'm on the same page as you. I, I, I either have to have world or characters, and I think I've had, I've like I mentioned earlier, I've I've stated examples of both cases. Um, something like from the New World, I think is more world than characters. Um, even stuff like uh, the Lost Village, Maui Ga, whatever that stupid show was. <laughs> I hated those characters. I understood why they were the way they were by the end of it, but it was just more about that village. It was more about that in story that really kind of pulled everything together and made some sense. There um, was kind of more story than characters. Lady. Execute Lady was annoying <laughs> as hell. Lady. He was already annoying. Execute Lady was annoying as hell. Um... And there's cases where I think where you get both of them and it's super like chef kiss. I mean, Mashoko's a prime example of that. Um, eccentric family, I think is a good, another good eccentric family kind of dives back into the previous discussion, having that style with the storytelling, with the characters, the style, it, the, the style enhances the characters. Um, it's got the world itself, which is pretty much like our world, but just having this little kind of underbelly of mythological creatures, Tanukis and, and Tengu. Th that was actually uh, one of the fascinating things about that is you have at least three, maybe four different character styles just involved mm -hmm. in that just to designate like one was a Tanuki, one is a uh, a human, one is yeah, they a have the different families, Tengu. the different yeah. clans too. Is you can actually see just based on the character artwork that hey, they are from. Oh, they different... got a long chin and a nose. It's got to yeah. be a chin. <laughs> <laughs> um, then, then there's also examples where it's just characters, and the world's not really there. Like Onimai. I mean, that character, that show is just pure characters. Um, I don't even need. I don't even need a story. I mean, I, I fell in love with the anime for it actually really kind of emphasizing a story within it, which is not really present in the, in the manga, but it, the characters alone was fine with me. Made in Abyss has got both characters and world. Um, now, granted, I think I'm—I wasn't sure if I would care too much for the characters early on, but they—they they, I ended up kind of getting invested in them, and I think that's partly because the world itself makes you have to. <laughs> you kind of need to. <laughs> kind of makes you go. I don't like that this character's here. Why is this character? Why are these people letting this character go down that elevator? Um, why is anybody stopping her? Uh, anyways. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it works for both ways. And again, as per usual, just like with the visuals, if it has both of it, it just takes it to another level. It, it always ends up taking it to another level. Um, March Comes Like a Lion, I think, has an overall story. It doesn't really have much world there, but it's got a, a massive amount of characters that all kind of carry the story as well. But yeah, what other pillars? What other pillars did I mention earlier? I think we already hit technically music. I think music... I think I want to say music is like the least because I've, I've had shows where it's just ambience and I don't care. But again, if it's got it there, I love it. Vocals, give me vocals and you got me like you can have the crappiest show ever. But if you suddenly cut to a character terribly animated walking home from school and it ramps up some vocals, 10 out of 10. 
<laughs> if, if it has a swano drop, Andrew's on board. Ten ten. I, I gotta do that. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make a. I'm gonna make a video put on Twitter. It's just gonna be like uh, a stick man going super out. cub. No, it'll be super cub. She'll be riding down the street, and then suddenly it has the swano drop, and then she smiles. <laughs> <laughs> it just ramps up. I'm like swano can make air. if all the people. I love super cub. By the way, people, just so everybody knows, I love super cub. We we chimed. The tallest mountains about Super Cub. But it was one of those shows where we're trying to tell people to watch it. And everybody's like, but it's just a girl. It's just a commercial for Super Cub. And it's just a girl riding a Super Cub. What's so, what's so special about it? But it's like. Pretty much everybody. I, could, I, I wonder I, if I, I do could put admit. Sawano to it and say, watch Super Cub. And it's just like, drop. <laughs> and it ramps up and she smiles. And I'd be like, what the hell is this show? <laughs> It'll be great. It's going to be great. Well, it, it now to to be fair, Sawano anybody, any, everybody, who, all the all the folks who have What's at word? least acknowledged, Dude, I'll put Sawano on XR. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it'll work there. No, it would be amusing to see that. See if you could pull off, uh, find a find a kind of a garbage shot that kind of just would work Pupa with a swano. swano. <laughs> and, and, Pupa swano. She goes in to bite. <laughs> the drop. With that drop. <laughs> Gotta have the swano drop. I, I know that. You, I hope y'all are not driving right now. I'm, I'm sure y'all are busting up right now. Um. <laughs> oh, it's so wrong. Kiss X sis. They go in for the kiss and the swano drop. <laughs> Uh, no, one of them goes in, the swano drop, and the other one comes in the frame. What, and was, they that, both what, was, that, what was that one that we ended up dropping real quick? Was the um, it wasn't citrus? It was um, recently my sister's unusual with the swano <laughs> drop. I'm just gonna pick every dumb show. <laughs> she starts squirming around, and all of a sudden, written she lo- drops. She, lo- and she runs no. to the. Was it like when she's in the infirmary and she looks over at the flower pot? The flower pot. <laughs> I'm thinking about the flower pot too. <laughs> I mean, they technically did that with prison school too, didn't they? <laughs> Wasn't yes. it too, like the flower pot? That was the greatest. No, you absolutely have to do the Medusa with that. That is freaking <laughs> bo- amazing. Oh, I got it. Uh, cross Ange with the snake poison. Sawano drop. <laughs> <laughs> the moment where he realizes what he has to do and then the Swano drop it comes kicks it in. <laughs> can make, like I said, Swano drop can make anything incredible. It'd be great. Uh Swano drop with the last episode of Wizard Barristers with him shooting up in the air. <laughs> the Yusha the Yusha show where they're in, they're flying up in the the sky on the garbage looking. Yeah, Jusabu. The crappy looking CGI. What, what was that? It was like a dragon and it had like a cart on the back yes. of it or something. It was really weird. Ah, Swano can just make everything. Like I said, that's my point though. I, I think, I hate that. Honestly, I hate how anime doesn't use vocals much. Because I feel like vocals, vocals just enhances it so much. And I think that's what makes me love Swano so much. I, I've heard other... Other groups do it. It's just it's very rare. Well, now on the flip side, uh, like uh, Grimgar, sound and ambience. Yeah, Grimgar is an excellent example. Um, on the uh, on the flip side, sound and ambience can destroy an anime. Um, I think back to um, the the take a pill and go back uh, re life. Oh my gosh. That and wasn't ambience. That was just somebody slamming his slamming fingers his, on a keyboard. Yeah, it, 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 absolutely. Blitter-ing. It was Blitter-ing. it was very distracting. 
Um, well, oh, Rent a Girlfriend. I absolutely hate that soundtrack. It's got that whole. It sounds like somebody's on a stage with a top hat and with a cane dancing. And it's like, this is a serious situation. And they have this goofy, like, I don't know, 80s top hat music playing in the background. And it's like, it sounds stupid. I absolutely hate the music artist. It, maybe it's not his choice. Maybe the composer that does the music for it's not his choice. Maybe they told him to do that. But it's been the same since the first episode, and it's in the 30 season, and I'm sick of that stupid track. It ruins every scene. Horrible music for that show. But yes, I would probably say the worst would be probably Real Life. No, I would probably say Rag is worse than Real Life with the music. Because I... There was times where it bugged the fire out of me, but, but sometimes it didn't, but... I don't know. No, maybe Real Life's worse. <laughs> Occasionally, I don't know. It, 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 it's one of those that... It, I occasionally catch it and I never think to like write it down because it, it the show has really got this and it's irritating the crap out of me. It it's one of those ambience is probably best when you don't really notice it, but it is actually affecting the scene and causing you pushing you over the edge in well, the I mean, emotion. that's like um for sure another um, well, another we, does an incredible just, um, job with ambience and music and stuff. I think uh, equally here recently with the current season with um, Dark Gathering, they do a really great job with sound and ambience. Last season, dark, uh, my my dark thoughts or whatever. Dangers in my heart. Dangers in my heart. I think that that one was was really well done, and and you even pointed yeah. it out. Well, I, yeah, I, I mean that was. My whole example there is the idea this this particular artist, which did a silent voice as well, which he did an incredible job with a silent voice as well. He has raw instrument like you can feel the the strum of the the chords and stuff and it almost hits your gut. And yeah, when he hits those the the violin, you hear that kind of thump, you hear the 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 piano hitting the chords and it just hits you right in the gut for like the scene where, you know, the character is really getting upset and emotional so yeah it's a perfect example and i think that that is is one of the things that you should it should be kind of subtle very um when when the emotion like we were talking about with your vocals that you were talking about with the swano drop is kind of slowly fading in and then once you, you before you realize that there well, is like the a music episode. ramp up first episode on no zero I, I watched that scene over and over again. They um, was it Elias is the song they use. It's the first point where they drop down the the um, the spaceships, and they have this whole. You see it, it's dun 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 dun, and then you see the 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 these little rockets coming down. Everybody's looking up at these these fireballs coming down from the space, and then suddenly it, it hits the the music stops. And then it just ramps up, and then you see like the music's ramping up, the vocals well, are ramping up, the, and everybody's getting nuked by this this flame. It's they, incredible. They kind of pulled that off with uh, Attack on Titan as well, where it's kind of slowly yeah. building up, and then all of a sudden the the, the wall again. gets crashed down. It's again a, it's that big explosive, <laughs> yeah. And 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 well, I I don't I don't I don't disagree with Swano. Swano yeah. does actually pull off in a lot of cases some of the most amazing. Tri uh, uh, I think, but then there's times when they don't. It, it's not perfect though, because there's times it, it it does. I think it takes a little bit of working together, which makes perfect sense. You do, you're never going to be able to get a musician to do a great job with 
you know, the, the music for a show unless you use it right. And I think I'll know zero is a perfect example where the first season they used it perfectly. And it was almost like they made the music for the show. But then come to season two. The one thing I noticed is amongst all the other problems with the part two, season two, whatever of I'll know zero music was one of them. They never used his music right with that second season. It was almost like they just, they like, oh, no, we have plenty of tracks. We don't need you to make any more music. We're just going to use the tracks from the first season. We'll just reuse them. Don't worry about it. We got it handled. And he's like, well, okay. And they never used his music right again. Like, it just felt like a waste. I'd hear the music. I'm like, I love the music. But at the same time, it doesn't feel like it's fitting the scene. The scene doesn't feel like it's wrapped around it to make it have purpose. You have to, again, yes, it's, it's a joke here, but it's true. You have to have those those shifting points in the combat, the shifting point in the story where those ramps are going to happen and it does something positive. Just like with, again, I don't remember his name, the guy that did uh, Silent Voice and Danger to My Heart. If they don't use his music right and it doesn't have an emotional scene, what's the point in having that you know violin playing in the background and stuff like that when the characters aren't having an emotional moment? It's a waste of it's a waste of the music. Yeah, I, I um. For sure, again, I don't need it, but at the same time, yeah, it, it I can go th- throughout a show and really feel like I'm not really getting any music, and it still works. It It is one of those that I, because I, I try to, I've tried to pay attention to, um, at one point we were trying to pay attention to it when we were first starting out and we were trying to sound like we were more important than we were actually You have to hit all the bullet points. Uh, Yeah, and and of course, sound is one of those important things. Second, (laughs) you gotta do story, visuals, music, sound. And it's like, at some point we're like, I just don't care. What, how was it? (laughs) Talk about the show. Don't spend all this time going, um, I felt like that music really, but when it does it, I want to talk about it. Like yeah. Dark, Danger in My Heart, I want to talk about how that music hit me, because those scenes would have would have still been impactful, but not as much. But I wanted to talk about it because it stood out to me. But other times, I don't care. It's it will my my point was more along the lines of when when I tried to go back back then, and I would watch a show, and I'd be like, I don't remember li- li- hearing any sound, and then I'd go back, and I was like, oh, there is sound. I don't know. It, I guess it sounds all right. And then I'd I'd hear it on some shows, and it's like that sounds stupid. I don't understand why it's even there. But when I was actually watching the show, it didn't really dr- bother me. So I I started just kind of paying less attention to it. And if it stands out and it sounds sounds like a sore thumb, I don't like it. If it's if it stands out and it's actually making the scene better, I like it. Otherwise, I don't really care. There's sound. Everybody does it. Yeah, I think the biggest, my biggest hang up, and I think it's probably my, if somebody were to ask me, like, what what do you think is your weakness as a reviewer of anime or, or a uh, a partaker and a coverer of a medium like anime? I, I think my weakest link is probably that I'm, I'm not as focused on picking up on sound effects. Now, I do notice times when sound effects don't feel like yeah. they have anything to them when they don't i fit. do have times where i feel like the sound effects hit like really emphasized on but for the most part it's not like i ever go oh my gosh i can hear the their feet clopping on the ground through the hallway it's just kind of one of those 
Sound effects almost for me, I mean, there is rare cases of things like, yeah, again, go back to QNE, a lot of their stuff they do, a lot of it is so subtle, you don't have anything else to really take in except for the sound. Like, take, for example, uh, Liz and the Bluebird. There's not much happening in a lot of scenes besides what is visually there. It's visual storytelling, again. Um, a lot of QNE, K-On or something like that, they will emphasize on just you taking in the surroundings rather than a story that's being told at the time. So there are times where, yeah, technically hearing the clapping on the ground of their shoes down the hallway in the school or the sound of the door opening of their house or something like that does pick up, but it almost feels like it's it's natural and it should be there. Um, and it's rare that I go, wait, I didn't hear a sound or something like that. It's just it's always expected to be there. And so I don't think it really stands out for me. I don't know that's necessarily a negative, but I guess the 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 negative would be for some people that do, do probably find that to be extremely important. But I don't really I don't really find that it is in a lot of cases because it's just kind of assumed that it's going to be there. Because I mean, when was the last time you were like, wait, I didn't hear the door open when they went out the door for their house? Usually it's chains for some odd reason. Chains tend to stand out a lot. To me. <laughs> Wait, that shouldn't have made a crickle, crickle, crack noise. That should have been a crickle, 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 crack. Because you, you see that last loop did shift at that last second. And that should have been an additional crickle. Is it like that? <laughs> no, it's or usually just the overall sound. The, way, the overall sound. Uh, Half the time it, it just sounds like they just throw a bunch well, of coins in a bag. And it's like, that's the, so, that's the sound of a chain. <laughs> just like, <laughs> okay, yeah, that's that's chains. Well, they, they'll, I, they'll, they'll, but they'll it, either... that's the funny thing is you, you would, you would assume that you would hear more off sounds than usual, but I guess well, they've got, I it, usually, they've got the sound effects in a bank. That, I usually catch, catch it because of the weight of the chain usually. Yeah. Um, but the other thing is when there's chains and there's no sound for the chains because they don't have the budget for the chains. Oh, now, I guess. I'm engine assuming. noises. Engine noises. Engine probably, noises like, do that bug drives me. me nuts. Engine noises do bug that, me. Well, <laughs> there's a lot of like cars. <laughs> I have a lot of say, things to say about cars. Well, like they're going down the freeway at like 60 miles an hour and you hear them change gears five more times. And it's like, how many gears does that car have? It's like, I think, was it uh, Depressed, uh, The Masterful Cat? I think they did it. There was a show that this season did it. Or was it um, Dark Gathering? Some show this season did it. And I was like, why are they still gearing up? <laughs> they, there's nowhere else to shift. How many <laughs> how many gears does that car have? And you're driving a manual? No, <laughs> Nobody drives manual anymore. Uh, it, it's it's probably goofy. It's probably secretly a semi. It's got uh, 24 <laughs> gears. Yeah, that's what, when you get to that last knob, that's when you have to press it down and go back to the left. <laughs> Talking truckers get, getting on to me. I know. It, I, I know it's a lot of gears, uh, boss. I, I know. Uh, but yeah, like I don't. I don't. I'm trying to. I'm racking my brain trying to think of a situation. Where I I want to say there was a moment where sound effects got to me. I probably have a tweet some point where I'm laughing about a a sound effect or something like that. But it just it just doesn't. It it's rare. But I will, I will admit that we take well, that for granted. And if, I, I if think, it wasn't there, I probably would be extremely bugged by it. I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's one of those that I think I put sound effects in the general vicinity of uh, visuals. It's, 
It should it, be there. It, it should be there. <laughs> it should it should sound good, well. but I, I'm not really gonna be. It's not unless it's literally taking away from my experience. It's not bothering me. And I I, I almost want to go back and listen to um, the sound effects of Made in Abyss because it's been it's been a while. But I would imagine that would be one where if it wasn't enough, it could probably be much more enhanced by having a more deep atmospheric feel to it with some nature sounds and stuff like that or just streams and stuff like that in the background um but i don't know i, I can't remember because it's been so long but um i guess a good example of like where it kind of works i think mate uh neon just evangelion kind of pulled off the sound a lot like a lot of the sounds of kind of like the the impact and the movement of those mecha i think kind of pulled that off as well yeah just i the think feel about, the, i think the sound of... effects of the sheer size and scale of them kind of worked out really well I think they pulled off a lot of the cityscape. The sound uh, of the Evangelions and how they sound almost almost bestial, which yeah. kind of lays the story. I uh, was, which, I mean, like, it's like, tell somebody, go get a sound effect of a, of a what was it, like, 80-story tall mecha. Okay, hold on, let me go get my mecha, and I'll, go, I'll get a microphone next to it. You have to create the sound. I mean, that's like the whole... The whole idea of like Godzilla himself and how they basically wanted to create their own sound with Godzilla and they and they went with it and it became its sound. There there is a little bit of a intrigue in how they come up with what they end up using for sound in the end, but man, the it, uh the with Evangelion, one of the things that really kind of stood out to me was the like the when the city would go underground. Yeah, the sound it, of the pistons and this, things the pistons, shifting around. The the the, the, the blaring stuff of stuff rolling around. Sirens. There was, elevators. Yeah, I, I think that they really pulled that off. This kind of dystopian world, uh, kind of set in this emergency moment where everybody, all those horns start blaring, and everybody goes into their their uh, shelters, and then all of a sudden you hear that, like Andrew was talking about, the pistons and all the 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 things to make it make the entire city go under literally underground so a good example there that yeah if, if a show does some incredible stuff with it it's going to stand out in your mind i mean now that we're finally thinking about it, there's cases where that sound can sometimes stick with you yeah it, it, it is odd to have a case where you can have a show that if you think back of it yeah man that, that sound was everything like you can you can hear it you can i mean granted we me i watched that show way too many times um that's just like the sound of the stupid robot uh mecha suit messing up in in uh in tenchimoyo it still sticks in my head but no um it just popped in my head Sudane. and again it's going back to kyoani i yeah. know holy crap i told people when i was watching that second season going up towards that later part they was they were putting a lot of emphasis on um, kind of following each other like this this almost like a pace they, they they had a name for it I forget what it was it's it's the linking shot or whatever it is um, it's basically each they go in order so the first person shoots the next person can shoot the next person can shoot and they have a flow and they were trying to find their flow for a lot of the the second season and what what I found is that at some point they were making this emphasis on how the anchor the last person who's holding his bow he wouldn't shoot. That's not a good thing to do. I mean, you don't want to wear yourself out holding the bow strung out. But he was waiting because he's wanted, he wanted his partners to think, you know, relax. So he's holding it. And my God, you can hear it. Like, you can hear that that string, that, that, that curve of the bow itself, that creaking. And then we let it, they finally let it go. And that, that whistle noise is so perfect. And just everything else, like the sound of them just 
walking on the the wooden floor without the shoes on and stuff like that. Oh yeah, Cernay. I can eat that show up just on see, sound alone. That's that's audio sound effect visual story. Well, story KyoAni, and this is why we bring up KyoAni a lot. Is they are attention brilliant to, to de- attention to detail. Absolutely. So, going back to the original question, unless you think of anything else narratively, visually, whatever that we haven't covered, I think we covered everything. What makes a perfect anime. What makes that special anime for you? And I, I think when I, like I said earlier, I think I kind of alluded to earlier, when I got this question, when I was originally going to like, okay, I'm going to break it down before I realized that, you know, this is going to be something I have to kind of suss out. I might as well do it while we're talking about it. I think when, when I come down to the end, when I when I look at my top, my, my 10 out of 10 anime that I've ever actually rated, which for me, being for me personally, being a 10 out of 10 is kind of a, a big deal. It's kind of, my favorites is kind of a big deal for me personally. It's a big deal for me um, because I use the full spectrum for I've, I've I've talked about this before, where if you get up to work upwards of like 2000 anime in your mal list or any list, eventually you have to be a lot more picky about what gets a 10, what gets a nine, what gets an eight, what gets a seven. I use the full spectrum. I have shows that are three out of 10 that I think are watchable. It's just they're. Three out of ten. They're they're less than a four. They're less than a five. They're less than a six. They're less than a seven. Um, and so when it's a ten, it's it's not it's never a perfect show. Um, some cases it's kind of a perfect show in my opinion. Like something like Perfect Blue, I think it's kind of a perfect show. Um, they're just shows that excel at everything. And when I look through that and I go, okay, well, obviously, the question of what makes a perfect show, the, the what encapsulates a perfect show, is going to be in that list. But then I realized none of these none of these shows are the same. None of them, I love them for the same reason I love another show, so I can't really get a sense of overall what makes them so great. Um, because even I can't even say it's because of characters, because again, we have things like From the New World in there, and that show, I don't really care much for the characters. So it's not characters. Um, I have shows that aren't always visually pleasing, so it can't be visuals, it can't be style, it can't be directing, it can't be world building. I think what it comes down to is just shows that they do all the right things. They have enough animation or they'll have enough um, music. They'll have enough characters. They'll have enough world building. They'll have enough mechanics. But then they shock me. They do something that's different that stands out from the rest. And it's a hard thing to say that because in some cases it's not that they're the first one to do it. It's just in some cases the first one that does it for you. We were talking about that with the whole ex-girlfriend thing with Sword Art Online, this idea of, we were, I think it was in our Isekai discussion, this idea that it's hard to say don't watch this show because an Isekai and all the other ones do it when somebody listening might have never watched an Isekai and this could be their first one. Um, say Tsukimichi Moonlit Fantasy comes out. We were saying, you know, that's a really good Isekai. And it, honestly, if you've never watched an Isekai before, that's going to be your first one. It's going to be a really good one to start off with. It doesn't say that you have to watch all these set guys. You gotta go watch Escaflone first. <laughs> you have to go watch Monster Rancher. Um, oh, you have God. to watch the first. I wouldn't. I wouldn't first want set guys before you can watch these ones. <laughs> I wouldn't want somebody to watch Mishoko Tensei as their first. Don't be your first. Their first. Yeah. It, it this would, is turning out to be my first light novel full read through, and I'm already afraid of reading anything else. It, right. It, it's so <laughs> brilliantly written. It, it would ruin everything else for you. <laughs> I mean, we were I, talking about that when we were talking about um, a starter anime. Or we had a, yeah. we had a podcast where we were talking about um, how to get a friend in anime or how to start something in anime. And that concern really was is 
You don't want to throw your top 10 and top 100. Everybody throws out their top 10s, but it's a good thing. But at the same time, it's going to make them have expectations. Because when they do go to the seasonals and stuff, they're like, God, everything else is garbage. I I kicked around this idea uh, of what... Because I used to, I would say... Just admit, what makes a perfect show for Chris is cute girls. Yeah, it really, it really is. Just have cute girls. Um, <laughs> cute characters. I, uh, Moe. I, I've, I, at one point, I used to say, um, what was it? My Hime was not necessarily the perfect anime, but it was the anime that encapsulated everything that I thought just made anime what it is. Um, it had crazy, rambunctious characters, had technically a harem, even though it was, uh, a female lead with a, a female harem. Um, it was just a, a goofy show that had psychological horror in it. It had uh, world building in it. It had. And now um, he doesn't believe that because he doesn't like psychological horror anymore. <laughs> well, no, not necessarily. It's 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 more along the lines of here's here's one of the things that I would say in kind of giving Andrew backing on what he was saying. I'll know a perfect anime when I see it. Bam! I it, it, it's <laughs> way to cop out, but answer the question. <laughs> it's I'll know it when I see it. It's it's one I'm of those. I'm still waiting, Japan. <laughs> right, <laughs> we're still waiting. Come on, um, I dare you. It's... I know Nisiyoisen. I know Jinrobuchi. I know you guys want to do it. <laughs> I dare you. It's it's one of those goofy things of if I watch a show like we 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 were ranting about uh, Super Cub. We were ranting about. Um, Shogun Roku, Rakugo Shinju. We there, there's just these shows that you just watch and you go, "This is perfect." Literally, it's doing everything it should. What, it, what it's doing, it's doing it perfect. Yeah, it's, and that's that's the hard thing about really combining them all. Like Super Cub, I love that show because it's so, it's so simple but impactful. It's simple victories that a girl with nothing has, and and it's it nails atmosphere the coloring i love whenever something bright happens you see the colors warm up and like it does those subtle little details that stand out when most shows might be doing it but you just don't see it um but like com- comparing them across the board like i said looking at my 10 10 list it's like how do you how do you say okay i'm looking at golden boy which is a 10 out of 10 for me this show's hilarious yeah it was a classic hilarious comedy and then i go over to march comes in like a lion and it's like what's the commonality there there's no commonality one is super artful um about depression and coming out of a dark place and so many characters the weight of success in your bullying predecessors bullying there's so much stuff in there versus golden boy who rides a bicycle across power lines because steady, he wants steady, to get steady, with steady, a girl steady, that steady, is steady. rubbing herself against her motorcycle <laughs> <laughs> or rubs his face up against a toilet seat after he because he wants to before he cleans it because he That's wants to rub it for his princess throne <laughs> Um, he makes a keyboard and a paper and teaches himself C base, which is like third base, like, you know, a base is kissing C base. Anyways, uh, you can't really combine, like, there's no, there's no commonality with what I like. It's just, but the one commonality that I did find, like I said, through all of these is each one of these did something where I'm like, this is different and it's insanely impactful. Um, again, going into things like, okay, go down a list, a uh, 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 silent voice, just the sheer aspect of it's regret. The yeah. whole story is regret and it's trying to not make everybody forgive you, not 
repay everybody, but try to find some sort of closure. You know, undo what has been done. You can go into bunny drop and the whole aspect of, you know, raising a child that is not yours, but you still want that child to be happy. You want to give that child a home. You get in things like uh, Death Note, and even though it has its crappy ending part of it, everything up until then is an incredible cat and mouse game between these two characters and moral gray area and Shogun Roku and just the an entire lifespan of a person's life and all the massive regrets and struggles he's gone through in his entire life and the skeletons in his closet that haunt him every night and every time he's on the stage. Um, every one of them does something that says, I've never experienced this before. The director nailed it. The characters, the you somebody nailed it. And the visuals nailed it. Something nailed it. Something, one of those pillars, nailed it. But it was something different and something impactful. But something nailed it. Well, okay. Well, one of the things that I was get, going to eventually get to, because I, 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 if I, if I was putting together my own anime right now, what, what would I be sh- shooting for? Um, obviously, I'm, I'm very much into the kind of event- adventure and world building that Isekai kind of provides me. Um, why I does I would say just fantasy? It doesn't have to be a sick guy, but yeah, yeah I, it doesn't necessarily some, have a, to. A it, nice that's world. that's what I was getting getting to. Is I the the only reason why I think isekai kind of works in in the adventure realm is more because it gives you a an in uh, through the fish out of water aspect. It doesn't but see, like Andrew was I, but saying. It's born not in the necessary. World works the same way for me. Yes, just have it, them born there. It, that's the weird thing. They're they're so set on, and this is a criticism. I personally, as much as I watch every isekai. I still have a criticism of why not? Mishuko is the only, the rare example. I think 80,000 Gold does a good job too, where you have the, the previous world still is in existence. When an isekai has the previous world, has something to do with the story itself, it's the weight of what you had in your la- past life that doesn't let you go. It is, I want to exploit this world for this previous world. But in most cases, most isekai, you could have the character born there. And learn through growing up, and it would be the same thing. Yeah, it's just they want to throw you straight into be teenager and and still have to tell you what's going on around you. You still have to have the expedition expedition jumps. I I I I absolutely agree. It it, there is the uh, the 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 balance between the two is 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 a thing that as long as it's well balanced, I think it's fine. Um, I. But when I when I think back on it, like Grimgar, I believe is really well done in in that respect of keeping the the rules, trying to keep this kind of more slower pace of a a, a slice of life. And I I think that the slice of life thing is something that I wish was kind of worked on a little bit more. I understand that uh, you can't have adventure and slice of life very it doesn't balance well but i think grimgar did it well and fantastically mushoko does it too yeah i mean um it can be done i, I think grimgar was my first personal experience of i think it was the first time we were joking about it on the podcast like i know i'm it's going to sound weird people but bear with me <laughs> it's a isekai slice of life <laughs> And it's like, what? What? What are you saying? That can't be. Yeah, bear with me. I explain. <laughs> it, and and I, it's it's one of those that I I I kind of wish that we had more. I think that a lot of them are trying to go for that, but they get kind of boxed into 
different things that they're trying to do at the same time. And I think the power fantasy stuff gets in the way because I I, I think like uh, the farming life in another world. That should be perfect for a slice of life. But it was it got too caught up in the power fantasy. I got to build this. Got to build this. Shoot the dragon. Dragon comes in. Got to got to get with the dragon. Um, It was too caught up in the harem and the and the power fantasy stuff. But it could have if it took its time, I think that would be. And maybe that's the case of the, the source material. If it took its time that he comes there, and yes, he has an overpowered item that is chopping down trees and stuff, but do the whole Minecraft stuff. Build up the world and, yeah, have people visit and get to know them and bring them into the picture. But I think it was so, it was so fast-paced. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't get settled. Like, it just felt like things were coming too quick. Characters yeah. were being invited too quick. I, get, I couldn't get to know the characters before the next character showed up, and we had to talk about that character. Um, but that one could have probably easily done it. And like I said, I think, I wonder if the source material does it a lot better. Um, I know they cut some stuff. Anyways, I'm joking. <laughs> not going to get into that again. <laughs> not going to get into that again. Um, but no, and w- I don't necessarily, I, I, I tend to lean towards the drama, the, um, the slice of life and the, um, and probably the isekai. Those are the things that kind of just work for me right now. Um, and I think that those yeah, I think are, that, I think that, that brings up a bigger question mark of, um, sometimes your taste changes over yeah. time. Cause I mean, we, we keep joking about but the whole idea of like you not liking gruesome and horrific stuff and that you're kind of coming back into it, um, is a thing for me for the longest time. It was like, I'm, I, I hit a lot of those early two thousands harems and I got really sick of it. The cutesy shows I got really sick of at some point. And then as I got in, like, I don't know, like, early 2010s, I think at some point I just kind of started kind of watching everything and not really being bothered too much by it. So I do think it changes. And right now, what have I, I've mentioned a type of show that I'm not as fond of anymore. Shonens. I'm starting to get tired of shonens. It's not that I'm tired of shonens, to, per se. It's that I'm getting tired of the formulas that are in there. Like, we joked about earlier, the... If I use the power one more time, yeah. <laughs> if if this happens here one more time, um, here's the opening sequence with the rival character. Always have to have the rival character. There's just like these little tropes that are kind of like, hmm. I mean, that was like a um, good example here recently is with uh, Mononogatari's, the uh, male- malevolent spirits Mononogatari. That show I was liking, I was digging it, and then at some point I was like, ugh, yeah, it's feeling shonen. Now we're fi- now we're feeling Shonen where he's like constantly trying to get stronger and they have those little misunderstandings that no he's really mad but no he just ran off to go train again. Um, you're getting those senses of those little kind of trappings that ultimately drag out the story and make it less enjoyable. I I think that's probably the only thing right now that I'm currently like a little bit fatigued on. It's not that I hate it, it's just I'm getting that fatigue. Even watching Demon Slayer the third season, I was pretty hyped going into it, but then at some point it's like. Oh, now we're doing that thing where it keeps cutting over the character and they keep yelling. And why isn't he chasing the thing? Why is he yelling at the thing? And they finally all decide to chase the thing. And it's like, stop talking and go kill the stupid thing. It's like, do we really have to let that thing get away? Just go kill it. You're, it's right there. Um, those little trappings that just make it take longer. It's literally Shonen. We have to make this take longer. We cannot do this. And it's something that I feel like Shonen got away with from away from for a while because, like us growing up, we were used to that stuff. Dragon Ball. How long were those freaking battles? Like it just felt like a whole episode was literally charging up, and we loved it. 
yeah, he's charging up. And they cut over to somebody. They're talking about how he's charging up. And it cuts back. And he's still charging up. Yeah. Next time on Dragon Ball. Like, yeah, he might actually finish charging up next episode. <laughs> and we have, to wait a, we have to wait until the next episode comes out. And we have to get the VCR set so they can record it. Um, that's well, sad. Well, they did have to have five different battles going at the same time. Yeah, they did have multiple battles going on at the same time. It wasn't just him screaming. <laughs> um Somebody was asking the other day of, of, of English voice actors that um, passed out or something like that, which I've never I never heard of. But apparently it was like uh, somebody was saying it was the voice for Goku when he was doing his screaming one one recording. And I'm like, meanwhile, <laughs> this 80 year old lady in Japan who voices the Japanese version of Goku is like, when's the next recording? <laughs> that lady is a trooper. Uh, lady is a trooper. I don't like listening to her, but she's a trooper. <laughs> like her voice. Hey, hey for all of you, for all of you who think that because of me and my sub uh, purest ways, um, I, I actually do prefer the yeah the, the English, English version of Goku over the <laughs> Japanese version of yeah, Goku. Yeah, like I don't, I don't mind a lot of the other ones. Like I, um, I actually like Vegeta. So, well, I the my, old uh, Vegeta. Did I show you? Got my Vegeta ear earbuds from Final. And you get to listen to Vegeta Japanese version yelling in your ear. He's kind of funny. He's kind of um, funny. <laughs> gotta, I'm still waiting for something from the, the company so I can post that review on uh, YouTube. Side tangent. Um, what are we talking about? But no, like I said, I, I went through my list of tens and I couldn't really find a, a thing. And, it, and like I said, I think it comes down to something that does something that's different. It, I think it's a good thing is like part of that is taking you out of your comfort zone. Like it, it, it really does change your perspective on things. I like whenever it makes you question things. I love moral conundrums is a, is a big thing for me too. Um, rarely do I look at a season and go, yeah, that's going to be a show. Like I look at, look at the PV. I look at the characters. I look at the synopsis and I go, yeah, this show is going to be incredible. I mean, how many times have we done previews where I'm like, holy crap, this show, yeah, this show, I, I, I want to say that I was pretty hype on Undead Murder Farce, and I still like Undead Murder Farce, but it's not going to turn out to be a 10 out of 10 show for me. How often do I call a show? Like, I, I think the only one here recently that's in my 10 out of 10 list that I called before it even started was Only My. I just had a feeling that show was going to be incredible. And it turned out to be much more than I anticipated. Um, I wasn't expecting Rankin of Kings. Um, I didn't like Shurabaku at first. That ended up being on 10, and 10, out, 10 out of 10 for me. I can't, Eccentric Family, I hated the first time I watched it, and then I watched it again, and I and I completely fell in love with it. I just looked at it from a different perspective. I don't think we were really, we were, I don't think we expected Mashoko Tensei as much as there was some people going, it's the Godfather of all anime. And I still don't call, I still don't really follow that. I, I still follow the mindset that it's the one that did it all right, and everybody kind of copied it and incorrectly, but um, it's not the first, is, is the, really the point there. I don't know. I, I I can't really think of anything other than well, Oni, uh, Onimai that I seen beforehand and said that's going to be a ten out of ten show. Maybe on a slight of Silent Voice, but I had doubts of Silent Voice because I knew how long the manga was and I was like, it can't be a movie. Yeah, I that that I do. I but I was I like, do. it's Kiwani though, so I want to trust them. Yeah, I want to trust them. I I remember a lot Showa? of that. We were nah. I had no and no expectations of Showa. I don't remember if I ever can think back to one that i called and it was like this this is the one i mean i've i've had inclinations on a few of them but it's it's never been kind of you you just don't know you 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 look at the you look at the pv and you go man this looks fantastic the 
the the the story sounds brilliant the the it, everything should be lined up perfectly and you get ruby um so um <laughs> no i it's i have more on my nine list more of the anime in my nine list are shows where I was like, this is this could work uh, just based on what I'm seeing. I mean, Gun- Gundam IVO was a huge one. Liquidity Coil, I was pretty damn hyped when, before that show even came out. Uh, that could be seen in the uniform. I was super hyped for. I, I meant to mention that earlier, but that was another example of like, like Danger to My Heart with the music. A, a place for the universe. Every episode is the same stupid song ramp up and it works every damn time. It's so cheesy, but it works every time. They ramp the music up, the emotional thing happens. It's like every episode builds up to this one moment. And I'm like, I don't know. Hold on a second. No, we're not. We're not at the 18 minute mark. It's not time to ramp that music and make the emotional point of the episode. There. Yep. Here comes the music. Yep. There goes the climax of the story of this episode. Um, I don't know if Grimgar... I know Grimgar caught our attention. I mean, it's art style. It did. Um, but I wasn't sure that I would love it as much as I would. Question mark. Avani I, Toss, what I else was I, on during that Avani season? Toss. Cyberpunk definitely sold me before we even watched it. What was Cyberpunk that? did not uh, sell me. I that one was you. You going? You really got to go and check this out. And I went and watched <laughs> it, and I was like, "Dang it! Why did I? Why did I, why did I hold on off on this? Why did I watch this?" <laughs> I don't even think uh I don't even think Nanabiori. Um of course I think I watched the first season after it came out. I don't remember Nanabiori, how I got into that one. B Stars, I had no expectations going into it. Call the Night. I was pretty damn hyped coming to that show. It had a banger of a PV. It had it had creepy nuts in there and everything. You're like, yeah, the style and everything. I was a little concerned because the writer. Because I wasn't a big fan of Takashi Kashi. But that show nailed it. Maid Dragon, I think everybody was pretty hype on. That that's a given one. But yeah, it, it, it most of the most of the stuff, like majority of what I have missed is especially the ten out of tens are just shows that um plus a lot of the my, my ten out of tens are older shows, which I don't remember looking at PBs and getting excited for it. Um they're mostly shows that did something that surprised me. It is something that really did shift my perspective on what story Catelli can do. It did something different. It's in a different setting than normal. It's got characters that just do the different things that really capture me. The story itself does something different. Something like Perfect Blue that really kind of just eats at you internally and really does throw you throw really um, questionable stuff at you that just really conflicts you in your mind. Like crap, this is kind of really screwed up. What's going? This character's going through the mental trauma they're going through. Uh, re-zero with the whole reset aspect and the trauma of essentially having to re-know people, re-get to know people, um, them looking at you strangers again when something goes wrong, the unknowns of how you died, that kind of stuff was really cool, the mechanics of everything around him, Spice and Wolf, and just doing the whole, basically it's a character interaction thing with this whole, you know, going around and doing currency and e-commerce and trade and all that kind of stuff, it's super interesting. Every one of them does something that I I wasn't really looking for until I seen it. And I think that's really where it comes down to in the end for me. So I don't have I don't have the answer you're looking for, Rambling Bear. <laughs> I don't have the I don't have the question. I have no answer for you. 
Um, I can only say what I love, and what I love is something that's given to me that I wasn't expecting. It kind of goes to the joke that you said earlier. You know, I'm waiting for it. That perfect show. I'm waiting for you. Give it to me. Next season, fall, fall season coming around. No, I didn't say Fer I'm Ferrin? waiting for it. That was your joke Ferrin? off of my joke. Farron, I'm waiting for you. <laughs> show me that you're the perfect show. I my my I still stand my I, I will know the perfect anime when I see it. When I am uh, I'm watching the show and I finish the show, I can go that's a perfect anime. You can't you can't know it's a perfect anime until you've watched it. So give it to me. I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. But that's your joke. That's not my joke. What was the vice versa? So, I, so we don't have to worry about answering it later. He said if, and vice versa is a series that exact opposite of everything you like and it, or is shorthand for your dislikes. What What's a no-go for me? <sighs> boy boy idols. I, I, I always try them, but boy idols just doesn't work for me because idols... I, the only reason I enjoy it's, the idols is because I like the cute girls and I just don't like cute boys. So it's like, what what's the driving force for, for me to watch an idol show? It's cute girls with their drive to be the best. They want to succeed and you're rooting them on and they have some conflict within there, some here and there. That's that's what I like about them. So if you switch that out with boys, then it's like, okay, they're not cute, but now they're fighting and... I, I guess I want them to succeed. It doesn't work. <laughs> it literally doesn't work. And that does I guess extend. I want them to succeed. <laughs> that, that extends to Yaoi. I it it rarely ever works for me. I've had shows where it's Yaoi, and it's like, yeah, they, I got this. You know, uh, um, what was that recent one? Sayaki Sayaki Miyano or something like that. Maybe I'm I'm jumbling up the other Yuri one. Uh, there was a recent uh, BL one, and it was like. It, it was kind of working for me, but for the most part, it doesn't. And I especially don't like the ones that get into more fetishes, like the forcing themselves on each other and all that kind of stuff. I've watched a lot of those really, really more violent and abusive type yaoi shows, and I hate them to death. Um, Yuri, I'm very mixed on. Um, I've had times where it really works. Blooming to you, I, I, I sing from high praises. I think that show is super good. Um, I wish they would do more of it. Troika, stop doing boy band stuff. Speaking of boy auto shows, <laughs> come on, Troy, go back to Bloomin' to you. And I guess just, I want to say sports, but sports works for me if it's it's about characters. I still enjoy watching sports shows like um, the the recent soccer one that I'm blanking on the name of it. Um, they still work for me in the end. Like, I, I still do enjoy my sports shows. I'm just not... Sports I guess the only thing a, with sports is I'm hesitant of. Sports is a, a coin flip as to when I like them. Oh, Ashi was a so the soccer show I'm talking about, by the way. So sometimes it'll work. Sometimes it won't. It, usually, I, I do generally like the concept of it. It's It goes right along with the, the shonen tropes. It's, it's you, you, instead of just one... one per, it, nah, I guess that's not even a good good way of putting it. It's, it's underdog... Getting the getting the, to the prize, it, it, it's shonen. Um, in a lot of ways, I do like because uh, I, I I'm not particularly bothered by shonen as as of yet. Um, and sports shows, like I said, it, if if it hits me in the right fancy at the time, it, I I have to really be in the mood for most shows. Did you ever get a shot of um, Awashi? No, I didn't. Yeah, I think the next time you get a 
an itching for it, I think that'll be the next one you should give a shot. As far as um, because I mean I haven't I didn't go and watch the Monogatari one that you were talking about. I it, it, I just not really. I mean, if I get caught up in one, so be it. I'll, I'll watch it. But as it stands right now, I mean, it, I would much rather finish Fairy Tale than than go into anything else right now. Or Bleach. I kind of really, really, really badly want to catch up on Bleach. Um, but as far as the kind of antithesis of my favorite type of show, it would probably, if it, I mean, it depends on if you're asking me in, in this moment, it's it's dark shows. I don't want dark shows. I, I don't want dark stuff in my life. I have enough of it right now. Um, so I just tend to steer towards light, fluffy stuff. I don't specifically hate dark stuff. I just choose not to partake in it. Um, I don't hate it. I just don't want it. I don't want it. Um, <laughs> as it hey, stands, hey, you want some things waffles? That... No, I don't need. I don't. I don't want to eat no waffles. You, so you hate them? Exactly. No, I just don't want to eat it right now. <laughs> so you do hate it. I honestly, if I was to say what I really don't much care for, it would probably be in line of like Andrew was saying. I don't hate them i just they don't usually work for me as the kind of boy shows type stuff the, I, boy, the show. boy shows um i do know that i probably would like our or on high school i i believe i would like that i have not actually watched it but i believe that would go in line with stuff that i do yeah like. or in high school and and black butler black butler is the two that i need to watch right now yeah Especially um, Black Butler, since apparently it's coming back. Those are, the, I think that those are in different categories yeah. than just pretty boy shows. I mean, um, it's like uh, Pretty Boy Detective Club, and it's, it's technically going for the whole pretty boy thing. It's in the title, but it's something completely different. It's doing something completely yeah. different. And but when when I say pretty boy, it doesn't necessarily because I can watch them. I. I have watched them and do enjoy them in a lot of yeah, cases. Yeah, I, I enjoyed um, Convenient Star Boyfriends here recently. I thought it was a, a really good one. It, but when it's actually... The ones that tend to not work for me tend to be the ones that are more about... Um, usually the, the ones that are, like Andrew was saying, kind it's of the Yowie... It's the Fajoshi groups, yeah. Yeah, the ones that are leaning into that Fajoshi crowd, it, 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 those are just not not my thing i understand it i see ayaka. it ayaka is a perfect example right now this season it's just it feels like there's nothing in there it's just here's the bad one <laughs> and then here's the really nice one and here's the girly one and then and then, here's and then, the and then chris one. goes top bottom uh switch just, top bottom switch <laughs> it just doesn't it's like i need some. i think that's the reason why it, it, it doesn't work for me is it's like because I don't care about the because swap the genders and I'm probably going to enjoy it because it's going to be appealing to me in my taste and my preference. But when it's nothing but boys and they're doing the opposite of my cute girls, it's like I, I'm not attracted to these dudes. And so if well, I'm not getting that part of it, the rest of it stinks because it's just about Mitama floating I, jellyfish things and they get corrupt and they turn into bad ones. And this guy is looking to fight them by consuming him but this one wants to keep it to the old ways and oh yeah by the way dad dies in the past and by the way you're the secret power to stop in, the bad guy in in some ways i would agree with that you in story, other ways in other ways i would disagree mostly because of the the 
appealing factor between the female um, characters and the male characters, they go for dark broody. And the female well, not, characters yeah, go saying, light, like, literally, fluffy. But I'm just saying, if they were all females, it'd be different. I would be more. It would be more appealing to me if you know, they were main, light and fluffy. The main guy was a. <laughs> the main one was a just a normal girl, and then suddenly I don't know where her childhood friend Genki friend shows up, and she's swigging a beer, and she jumps down and says, "Oh, I miss you so much," and hugs, and then the boobs kind of rub in the face, and they go, "Stop!" Not in front of everybody, and they blush, and <laughs> and they go back home, and they meet the yeah the. Yeah, she's she's kind of cool. She got the tall girl, and she's in the she got the you know the short skirt, and she's got the jacket on that's a little bit too tight, and she's got the gun in the hand, she's got a cigarette in her mouth. She's the the mean one that wants to consume them in Thomas, so she can get taken over and take him out. It works. You just gotta shift it a little bit, but it would work better. They I would are, enjoy it more. Okay, if it was female my characters. question stands: Are they dark and broody? Yeah. Well, no, not no. The, these ones are well. The the boys in Ayaka are mostly very feminine looking already so it's not like it's much of a change okay <laughs> not much of a change well it, it, most most of the most of those shows like even the the mean guy that's consuming the matama he's just kind of that yeah he's got that he's he's looking for tall and slender looking i mean he's still got a feminine look to him they all have a feminine look to them because i i automatically but think that's most when of them I, like when I think of most of shows the, are they're mostly femininish. Most of the ones that I I tend to see are they they all the guys are just mean and vicious and broody and but they're very jerks. They're very rarely like muscular and all about like strength. That's yeah. the weird thing. Like they they sometimes well, have the, one guy that's kind of muscular, but in most cases they're and he's he he's, tends to be kind of I think they like fun that. And outgoing, I think that yeah. I think that crowd of you know the female fans they like the more feminine looking men. Yeah, it's weird. And they're always mean. <laughs> they're always mean. There's always that. Yeah, there's always that. Especially that one that's like just really pushy, and it's like, why do they like that? I don't know. Again, I think it's that. If you want to know what I'm talking about, go and watch Diabolic Lover. But I mean, you'll, we, you'll, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. I I criticize that <laughs> fandom for that, but at the same time, there's a lot of people that like the Yandere character, and they like their Sundetes are super violent, so it works for both. Male and female crowds. Uh, yeah. I can't think of anything else that, like, are, like, big no-nos for me. Like I said, otherwise, I'll consume most all of it. Um, just, like I said, I think my only real sticking point is Yaoi, Fujoshi bait especially. And... Fujoshi's in general. Andrew can't stand that. Yeah, Fujoshi character. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> That's like I was watching that trailer for the 16-bit sensation, and you have... I think it was 16-bit sensation. There was a show here recently I seen a trailer for, and it's got the... It's got the really long skirt lady with the glasses. I'm like, oh, it's gonna be a Fujoshi. <laughs> it's gonna be a Fujoshi. <laughs> it's always gonna be a Fujoshi. Why? Um... So yeah, that was a that was a long podcast to not answer Ramblin' Bear's question at all because, like I said, I don't really have a can't say that anything really. I mean, like if you wanted to force me, say, give me something that encapsulates everything you want. I don't want a copy of it, but I would probably say Mushoko, like because that that's right now is my it's turning into my number one. I don't want to say the anime right now because season two is dropped off on me a lot i think season one was perfection in my opinion um but that's like season one is in the story itself of mashoko is kind of turning into that that that's what i want um if you can make a bunch of fantasy doesn't always have to be sekai shows that have that much thought put in the world 
mix around the concepts, mix around the characters, mix around the races, mix around the storytelling itself. But just having that depth, I think it is definitely there. But at the same time, I don't want everything to be Mushoku Tensei. I want to have shows that are like Onimai, where it's just, just be crazy, have fun, uh, get crazy with the animation, have the characters put in, you know, questionable See, situations, questions that make yeah. you, situations that make you question things. But at the same time, has heart in it. I love when the heart, when a show has heart in it, and I think Onimai encapsulates characters, heart, comedy. Yeah, again, questionable subjects, but doing it in a great way. Throwing all in one bucket. I like when things are thrown in a bucket. Has those moral gray areas. Makes you question now and then. But still, in the end, have something fun in it. I, I, I can't disagree with that. I, I, I absolutely love the idea of just having... One of the reasons why I watch anime is it's different. It doesn't hold back on anything it doesn't they don't care what you think of their story they're gonna do it they think it's a good idea and they're gonna go and do it and they do it and when you cut when you get it at, at the end of the day you're like i don't know how this is gonna work but you know what i've learned several times over and over and over again what doesn't sound like it should work sometimes does and it's brilliant when it does work. And I absolutely love that about anime is I get these goofy little stories that shouldn't work, but they do. Um, haven't you heard I'm Sakamoto-kun? That is the that most off. It worked. <laughs> it shouldn't have worked by any means necessarily. We sat there and we went, no, this is not going to work. Gonna old. This is going to get old. It's going to get Every old fast. And we old. watched. Is this the episode that's going to get old? Is this the episode that's going to get old? No, it never got old. Just keeps doing it. it. It was such a stupid concept and it worked and it was brilliant. And I laughed so hard watching that show. There's there's been so many times that just the left field thing that doesn't seem like it should work. Super Cub was one a, another one. It we went in it, we went, man, it looks good. It looks really really pretty. I don't know. It sounds like it's kind of weird, not necessarily. It sounds like 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 Andrew was talking about people were like it sounds like a daggum commercial. Yeah, it sounds like a commercial. It's probably not going to work but you know what it did it worked and it was brilliant now there has also been some that didn't work um wish upon a pleiadius it's a weird show some of it you have a problem with with broomsticks that make car noises <laughs> some of it was cute and fun but not necessarily one of the greatest shows ever it it is what it is it, it it's it's Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. It, and that's the that's why we watch so many anime shows is for those little gems here and there that just kind of pop. And Yeah, I mean, the recent example of that for me was Odd Taxi. I had nothing about that show I thought was going to be appealing. Art style was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm not liking this animal people art style. It doesn't even look like anime. Then I go to watch it and I'm like, okay, the guy's in a taxi. We're just moving people around. And at some point, it just clicked. I'm like, wow. I just realized all these stories are kind of interconnected in a way. And it just kept compounding on itself and building and building and building. I'm like, holy crap, this person this person must have had like one of those massive boards that has like 50 million documents on it. And they have these little strings connecting each one of them to each other. And he's like, all right, guys, let's make this story. I got this, I got this plan right here. We're going to start right here. So 
everybody listening? This guy's connected to this guy. He's going to take him over to here. This guy currently has a mobile app that's going to be doing this thing, and he's really tied in with this person because he drove by him and he dropped his phone, and that set him off. So he decided to shoot up this one place, and he came by, and he dropped off his gun, and then he came by and picked him up, and then he dropped his phone in it so they can keep track of it. It's just like, what? Like, who wrote this? Who wrote this? How did you put this all together? And they make the movie, and it screws everything up. So don't watch the movie. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but I do like the fact that you have that mixed variety. I, I think there's a... I This kind of goes in with my discussion that I was having the other day, and it's not necessarily the same discussion with this idea of, like, communities, and people kind of get caught up in communities, and it's like... We always question this idea of, like, the Shonen fans. Again, nothing against people that like Shonens, um, but it's that like aspect of, like, why don't you want to try something else? Because what I find great in anime is there's such a crazy spectrum. You don't just have anime being just shonens. It's not just Pokemon-type shows. It's not kids' shows. It's not just a type. But having this large spectrum so that you have all these different shows that gives you something different. And so when you are not doing well and you want to just watch something that's fluffy, you watch Onimai. If it if you're looking to challenge yourself and really make yourself think, you'll jump into something that's more psychological or something like a I don't know, something from uh, Satoshi Khan or jump into something that's a little more deeper like from the new world or something like that. Each one of them does something different and they give you different experiences that in the end of the day deliver you something. So really, they're, they're, yeah, there's going to be a lot of them that's not going to work, but they're going to deliver you some sort of some, some something that you need. And I think that's where it all kind of comes to a really nice head. Eccentric family. Just, my gosh, it's this great message of family and coming together despite being fools. <laughs> despite you all being dumb. Being uh, admit self-admittedly dumb. <laughs> what is it? Um, foolish. Foolish blood. Yeah. The foolish Tanuki blood. Watching Kiki's delivery service and just seeing this girl waiting to finally go out on her own and the struggles of being alone and having to fight to, you know, make a living and the difficulties of responsibilities that kind of come with all that stuff. It's just every one of them is just the traveler. Kino. Kino. Is it Kino? Or I thought you were talking um, about Wandering Witch. I was. Yeah. Wandering Witch, too. Um, I think those are are, thrown in there. Go with uh, Wandering Witch over Kino's. (laughs) <laughs> if you like uh you know relationship with bikes go with you go with kino i'm just joking stuff like that that's golden boy that's the one with the relationship with the bike <laughs> <laughs> or uh swimming accidents there's that one too anyways uh anything else um did you answer what's your favorite yeah i guess you did yeah we, we kind of answered that question so there you go rambling bear you got a full podcast episode if you liked it that encourages people to go onto the discord go to our submit questions area and you and might some, you may you may get a full episode for may yourself. get a full if episode. it's a good enough question something that's really gonna don't be like if you got stuck on an island how many anime would you bring those ones aren't those are not gonna make a full pocket so that we don't have electricity on the deserted island i mean how <laughs> are you gonna watch your anime don't make your question about making chris make horses noises we're not gonna make a full episode on that <laughs> um yeah that stuff y'all have to really search for that one i put it on the discord did you daggum it i put the sound and bit in there so if you can find it in there probably just look for andrew and sound and if you know if you know how to use your search tool on discord you Darn probably find it, it. Um, Stop listening funny. to my horse sound. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a horse. 
Uh, anyways, hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode. Um, if you're on the YouTubes, leave in the comments what's your ideal of what encapsulates a perfect anime for you. Um, or if you're in the Discord, you can just throw it in the anime cast podcast. There's an anime cast podcast channel. Don't put your response in the submit question area. We got to keep that stuff separated because I want to <laughs> Well, thank you guys for listening. As per usual, we're at talkspear.com. That's where you can go for all of our links. We have links to way to support us. Patreon, tips, links, all that good stuff. Greatly appreciate your guys' support. Until the next time, y'all take care. Oh,